Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. This is the year Australians will be asked to vote in a referendum, first in 20 years. This time we'll be voting yes or no to giving Indigenous Australians a voice to Parliament. As the complex debate gets underway, today my colleague Dan Borcher on what we'll see in the months ahead and how to navigate your way through it. You're my g'day there. I'm Dan Borsher, a journalist and presenter at the ABC in Canberra, and I've been charged with leading the coverage for the network around the referendum and the voice this year, which is such an honour. Mm. Uh, and and I bring to the, that all my journalism experience, but also my deep connections of First Nations culture through my mum's side of the family in Victoria and, of course, uh, on the lands that I grew up in the Northern Territory. Mm. And as you said, you're going to be reporting a lot about the voice to parliament this year. So we're going to talk about that in a moment. But first, because it is Australia Day, I want to just touch on the day itself. It's Australia Day 2022. Welcome to Canberra for the National... And I want to start by asking you about a flag-raising ceremony at Parliament House last year because there was a moment during that that really sticks in your mind, doesn't it? Yeah, there certainly uh, was, Sam. I think this is a really important place to start this conversation. We now come to a very special part of the citizenship and flag raising ceremony. And it's my great pleasure to introduce Ngunnawal Elder Arnie Violet Sheridan of the people of the Ngunnawal Nation to welcome us to her country. Arnie Violet Sheridan, when she spoke at the national flag raising and citizenship ceremony, talked about being a proud Ngunnawal woman, a proud Aboriginal woman and also a proud Australian. I am a proud Ngunnawal woman as I walk into the future carrying my ancestors in my in spirit with me, teaching the next generations about the oldest culture in the world. She talked about that you can both celebrate Australia Day and that you can reflect upon and mourn for Survival Day as well. And I think that people will touch on that and say, wow, you know, it gave a pause for consideration of a whole uh, complexity around how this day feels to many different Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people based on lived experience, perspective welcome, and view about the future. Welcome to all our new Australians and welcome to everybody. And have a great Australian day, but also I salute my people and have a, a great survival day. Thank you all so much. Mm, okay, well, let's look, Dan, at the voice to Parliament now because I gather 2023 is going to be a pretty complex and rather challenging year. It certainly has, Sam. We're already seeing a really heated conversation about Aboriginality and First Nations voices and also everything that's going on in Alice Springs. Prime Minister is visiting Alice Springs today as the town deals with what police say are unprecedented levels of crime. Crime figures show... A there has been a, a tremendous increase in crime and, and we know that the, the Minister, Linda Burney, has uh, come out and said that there needs to be a voice and perhaps if that were the case, then we wouldn't have this situation. It is wrong to think 
that, you know, the issue out here is just alcohol. There has been neglect for 10 years of uh, small communities surrounding Alice Springs. So you really think that if we'd had a voice to Parliament making recommendations, you wouldn't have seen this situation escalate? I do believe that very, very deeply. Dan, before we get to the detail about exactly what the voice is and how it will work, I think, you know, it's worth remembering, isn't it, that while people like you are incredibly engaged with this process and know a lot about it, not all Australians are yet, are they? Yeah, in, indeed. I, I happened to be in Darwin just a couple of weeks ago and was having breakfast with one of my very dear friends, a best mate from school, another Aboriginal fella uh, from Tennant Creek. And and I said, mate, what do you what do you make of The Voice? What what do you think about it all? And he said, what? That show where you, they hit the buzzer <laughs> and the seat turns around, it made it really clear to me that, that a lot of the big conversations that have been driven, at least the political ones, about the voice and the referendum might not be cutting through to many Mm. in Australia. And so we had a pretty frank yarn about where it's at right now and what the politicians on all different sides have said. And I'm sure there's there's a lot of people, not just your friends in Darwin, that would only just be starting to get engaged with this process or really learning about what the voice is and know you're not a judge on the music show. That's right. <laughs> but it is important that we do understand what we're going to go to vote for. So just tell me what exactly is this voice to parliament? Just just briefly so I get a good sense of, you know, what it actually is what it's designed to do. There are really two parts to this. On the one hand, we have got the change to the constitution and the wording that the the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, has put forward that he would like to see go to a vote that says there shall be a body to be called the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice, uh, that it may make representations to Parliament and the Executive Government on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. The Parliament shall, subject to the constitution, have power to make laws with respect to the composition, functions, powers, procedures of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. So those are the words that have been put forward by the Prime Minister when he announced this process at the Gama Festival last year. Do you support an alteration to the constitution that establishes an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice? On the other hand, there is the actual model of what does this look like? And in that very wording, that point three makes that abundantly clear that the parliament will decide upon that. It will be something that the parliament decides, the composition, the functions, the powers and the procedures. So in essence, all of that work needs to be done by the parliament where the lines are blurred is whether we're thinking about the both of them as one whole piece, whereas I'm starting to think of them more as the constitutional change. And then the second piece is about what the actual voice does, how it works, what is the election process. Of course, there have been other similar uh, bodies that have been created. The High Court, the whole body of the High Court is not embedded in the Constitution, but the Constitution says there must be a High Court. So we're going to go to a referendum to vote yes or no that we either do or don't support Indigenous people having a voice in the parliament through an advisory body. It's that simple question, yes or no to that. Exactly. Linda Burney, she quoted Noel Pearson, didn't she? She compared it to 
the Harbour Bridge. So we built the Harbour Bridge and then the Parliament went away and decided how many lanes will it have, which flags will fly above it, that sort of thing. That's right. And to expand upon that point, not everything about that Harbour Bridge was enshrined because could you imagine if as we've adapted over time and safety rules have and precautions have become much more stringent, as they should, if, if we were still going off what were the rules when that was built in the 1930s. So there needs to be that flexibility and this is what a number of constitutional lawyers and in fact a, a number of uh, former High Court justices have also said is that you actually need to have that flexibility for the Parliament to be able to say, right, this is what it should look like. No doubt there will be big conversations about that as well as there should be. But at this first instance, you're spot on that it's about the principle and how we add or don't, depending on how people vote, that into the the Australian constitution. Mm, Of course, Dan, that's not how Peter Dutton sees it, is it? Because he's really, every time he's been up speaking during this holiday period, he's repeatedly said he wants more details. There's not enough detail. The Australian people need to know more. They need draft legislation to have a look at. I think there are a lot of Indigenous leaders really who are shaking their head in bewilderment at the Prime Minister at the moment because he won't provide the detail. He's not the only one arguing that, no. is he? No, there are there are a number of people that have made that, that very same point, that there needs to be more detail. And I haven't had an opportunity to ask this question of Mr Dutton or of, of those people, but the question I would be wondering is, are you wanting more detail on the constitutional reform, the question that will be asked or the wording? Or are you wanting more information on what the body looks like? Because if it's on the second part about what the body looks like, there is, in my mind at least, a risk that if you take a model to the vote, then does that mean you can't ever change that model? But what is really, really crystal clear to me is that we need to be having more conversations about this. Mm. And and even uh, as early as this week, Julian Lisa, the, the shadow minister for Aboriginal Australians, was and who has been a big supporter of The Voice in the past and has sat on and chaired a number of those committees, seemed to be wavering on whether he supported this or not. So there are certainly some big hurdles politically to get past on the on the discussion about the politics of this. Mm, the Nationals, of course, they've already said they won't support it because they don't think it will do anything to close the gap. Greg Craven, he's a constitutional law expert, he says there's a risk if you have too little information that people will vote no. that it really does facilitate the making of obscure arguments, problematic arguments, uh, and things that you can't really understand. Like, shouldn't we know, Dan, things like how much it will cost, how many people will be elected to this body? Do we need just a bit more or do we run the risk that people won't know enough and they'll just think, oh, I better vote no? Well, perhaps. I mean, I'm sure that that's something that strategists around the camp, the, both sides of the campaign, have been looking at. There's, it feels to me like there's a real delicate line there, Sam, because you either have too, too much information, which arguably, that's what many people point to the referendum to become a republic, say that there was just too much information, it was too unclear, and it was a vote that was on the nitty gritty of how different components worked, rather than the overarching principle. I I just think there is a real challenge about 
information that is perhaps one that Greg Craven and others are tapping into about what is the right amount of information to be out there in the public domain tied to this vote. And Dan, this debate, it might not linger too long, mightn't it? Because it looks like the government's going to move pretty quickly on this. Yeah. When do you think we'll be voting? Well, that, that is a good question, Sam. Yeah, yeah. The Minister, Linda Burney, has indicated that could be as early as August if everything passes and sails through Parliament as is uh, the government would be hoping. Mm-hmm. It, it's probably more likely that that could be later in the year, so uh, September, October. It c- certainly seems at this stage like we'll be voting in a referendum by the end of the year. Mm, there's so much at stake, isn't there, Dan, with this referendum? And I want to get a sense from you, what happens if Australian people vote no? What does that look like for Indigenous Australians? Yeah, it's a, it's a really tough one. I heard Noel Pearson speaking on Radio National just this week saying that he was worried that it might kick it down the road forever, that we might not get back to this point, that there, that it might be a, a body blow for discussions about reconciliation and about how we come together. Dan Borcher is the ABC's referendum and voice correspondent. The federal opposition has yet to decide whether it will formally support or oppose the voice to Parliament. If you'd like to know more about the spike in crime in Alice Springs, we covered that on December the 14th, and that's in your feed. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer this week is Sydney Pete. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.